Welcome to Murder We Drink, a podcast devoted to murder she wrote and drinking. I'm Kara. And I'm Travis. This is ep- season one, episode eight, We're Off to Kill the Wizard. Which is a great title, by the way. You like that? I did like that. It aired December 9th, 1984. And it, I'm not sure where it takes place, but I know she does go to Kansas City. Yes. Do they say where it takes place? Not that I caught. Okay. I was wondering about that myself. So what did you think of this episode? I really enjoyed it. It was very good. I had a lot of fun with it. I especially liked um, a very young Joaquin Phoenix as her... Did you look it up? Her her nephew. Who who he played? Oh, no. I could tell right away. Yeah. The the minute he spoke when she fixed the bike, I was like, oh, that's him right there. Yeah. For some reason, though, I honestly thought he would be a little older. I was thinking maybe early teens. I was not thinking like... No, he's Nine. like 10. No, he's like <laughs> yeah. 10, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking to be old, but yeah, I picked him up right away. Okay, so the episode opens up. Some guy riding in a limo says, I'm going to get Jessica Fletcher, J.B. Fletcher, if it's the last thing I do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was a little ominous. I, at first, honestly, before we found out who he was, I thought he was some sort of hitman or something. Okay. Well, I mean, he looked the part, didn't he? He looked kind of mafia-esque or, you know dangerous Mm, i disagree but i knew who he was so maybe it's harder to say with fresh eyes he looked dangerous and then uh jessica is fixing the bike she's very apparently the lieutenant does not know how to work wd-40 yeah apparently no he can fire a gun solve a murder case can Can he solve a murder case well he was never really given a chance i mean it's kind of hard to outshine jess you're right yeah who you thought was grady well, I mean, We're sitting there watching the episode just to paint a picture. We never talk during the episode just so we can save it for the podcast. He turns and he looks at me and goes, is that Grady? And I was like, no. Well, I, it's been a while since we've seen Grady. I've only seen him once. I thought they looked kind of similar. Well, we see him again in okay. later seasons and we see the captain again, who also was on Macmillan and Wife. Never saw So he was either. big in the 80s. Um, so we see those two again, but anyway, they, this guy Gardner asks Jessica in front of these two children, do you want to come to this amusement, amusement park? But is is that what he called it? No, he just called it Horatio's house of horrors. Correct. Which apparently the kids have been reading about in the paper or something because they immediately knew what it was. Right. Horrible Horatio. Yeah. I mean... Well, I'm sure, I mean, it's kind of like, um, near us, there's Darien Lake, and they have their big Halloween haunted whatever. Maybe. Oh, so this was like an offshoot of another park? What do you mean? I thought, I thought. No, I think it's like the same thing, but everyone knows like Darien Lake has their big Halloween thing every year or whatever. See, I, I was just curious about that because 1984, there's no internet, there's... No social media. They probably saw it in the newspaper. Their yeah. friends were talking about it. I guess. I guess kids did probably read the newspaper a little bit back then. Or they heard their parents talking about it. Or That could be. Yeah, that could be. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just lived in a very boring life where my parents didn't read enough, but we never heard about any amusement parks in the newspaper. We had to wait until we heard about it at school from all of our friends who went there. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh. They could have heard about it from their friends. But the park wasn't open yet. 
How would the kids, how would the children know about it? Because knowing if it had been my parents, they, my mother would have been like, oh, I can't believe that they're, she would have been like, Jessica, I can't believe they're broadcasting this to children, blah, blah, blah. It looks so scary. And then I would have run off to my friends to be like, it looks so scary. Let's go. Word of mouth. Okay. Well, maybe this will happen. I don't know. Um, so we see, we meet Horatio Baldwin. He's getting carted off Literally. towards the gallows and super weird, super confusing. No backstory. Yeah. Now he's being hanged. What, what was the weirdest thing you found about that? Um, the fact there was no backstory. Not the fact that the owner and creator of the park is the one being hung for the press. Hanged. 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 Hung. Hanged. Hanged. As Jessica says, drapes are hung, people are hanged. Oh. Somebody should cross-stitch that. She said that, that to Billy. Somebody should cross-stitch that on a pillow. I'll put that on our merch. Yeah, that seems like... <laughs> that'd be a good one. Another merch idea right now. Um... No, I just found it super weird that he was, like, the opening attraction for this park. Well, that was just for, like, the press to get them excited. Oh, I would hope. And also, though, he's very nimble. Yeah, he got out there pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's an understatement. He had to be booking it through some underground tunnel and climbing a ladder at record speed to come out that quick, as far away as he did. Well, like they said at the end of the episode, classic misdirection. Yeah. Who is going to be paying attention to the hand over here when the hand over here is doing all the work? That's true. Yes, I was very shocked by that. Um, but he was not hanged. He was just playing a big joke. Yes. That's a good way to explain it to a couple of kids, I suppose. Yeah, what are you going to say? I mean, that's really what it was anyways. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain something like that to a, to a younger child. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't know what to say. Um, but he comes over, well, Gardner comes over to see Jessica mm -hmm. and takes her down underground to meet Horatio Baldwin. Mm -hmm. He seems very charming at first, very... Yeah, he mm, seemed like a perfectly... Walt Disney-esque kind of guy. Like, almost too nice, obviously. Well, clearly, because it was an act. Right. Then his park manager? Yeah, yeah. Head engineer. I don't know what his actual title is. I wrote down janitor just because of the way he was dressed, but then later he was fixing the giant head. So I'm going to say park manager, yeah, so engineer something. I don't know. Head technician or something. Um, seems right. Mills or Hills or... Well, I thought it was Nils with an N. He's Swedish. Okay. Nils sounds like a Swedish name, I guess. I don't know. I heard Nils, so. I think it was Mills. Okay, well, it could be either or. Anyway, he is talking about safety violations and how his name is on the permits. Mm -hmm. So if something goes wrong, he's going to be in trouble and yeah. Horatio will just skip off his merry way. And I think he was rightfully upset over that. Yes, but as a business perspective, that's very sneaky. It's very sneaky, yes. And probably illegal? So... <laughs> It seems like um, it should be illegal. I it feels think. like it should be illegal, but I don't know if it is or not. I, I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't. Well, I don't know. I suppose that would vary state to state. Yeah, I don't really know, like or whatever. the. Yeah, it seemed very, very sketchy on. I guess whoever it would have to be under whoever the LLC is under. 
I'm doubting it's Mills or Nils or Bills or whatever his name was. I don't know. Unless he is the park manager or whatever. That could be. Um, regardless. So we see them. That's the first example that something shady is going on yeah. in the park. With shady the un- Grady. With the uncomfortable yelling match in the hallway. Rick yeah, and Jessica's Jessica. just like yeah, standing you know- there. Did you notice how she like kind of like looked around and then closed her eyes and just like, oh, look at this floor pattern is very interesting uh-huh. all of a sudden. And then we cut to Carlson and Megram. Yeah, these people had some weird names. They're talking about how Carlson's going to be vice president named on Thursday, whatever day of the week it's taking place up now, a couple days from now. And Arnold Megram is talking about falsified accounts. So he's clearly the accountant yeah. um, who's just moving money around, Which I think. Those, that falsified accounts talk, I didn't see any resolution to that, did you? Or was that just supposedly... I don't know. Not a that was point. his reason for the blackmail. Oh, okay. That so, so that's what Baldwin was blackmailing him about. Oh, okay. Um. Right. So we hear about that. So that's the second thing we, as the audience, hears about something shady going on. Mm-hmm. They're racking up fast in this park. Right, and then we cut to Jessica and Baldwin sitting in. His office. And she's telling him that she does not want to park. Well, first they wandered through his receptionist's office. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I forgot about her. <laughs> that, that was an eye-opening scene. For what? Uh, the comment he made to his secretary, Miss Baskin. He treated her like she wasn't even a person. Yeah, well, she's a woman. He's a man. Well, did you hear his comment that he made to Jessica? You know I did. <laughs> Well, do you want to talk about it now or when we get to the sexism? Um, let's save that. Okay. So there was no, so she stops, she sees her own book sitting on her desk. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that Lori did not know Jessica was coming in and she did not just put that book right on top. I'm sure she did. I mean, she is the head guy's secretary she, I would assume, knows his schedule inside and out. But she was not a very sharp woman. No, but I think she was good at her job. I'm sure she was good at her job, but she doesn't seem sharp. She like, they should have had her play less ditzy. She was too like, oh, okay, whatever you want, Mr. Baldwin. I, you don't get that I, high I, up in I secretary didn't. land well, that's or true. whatever. I didn't. Um, I, okay, sure. I didn't sure. see her as ditzy. More, I just assumed like she was naive. Like this was maybe her first job out of school and rules up the ranks, and that's all she's ever known. She doesn't have any other experience other than with this one particular. Which company. is great, but you don't move your way up to being the head of the company's secretary by being scared. I don't know. He was a pretty scary dude. Yeah, he's very scary, and I would be scared of him, but at that point, I wouldn't want to be a secretary. That's true, too. I would want to stay where I'm at. That's true, too. Also, they say that she never leaves until he leaves. I'm sorry. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, me too. She better be working hourly. <laughs> when, yeah, if my shift is over, I am gone. Yeah, she better be working hourly and Sometimes not salary. Sometimes a Travis-shaped smoke cloud after me when I leave work. Somehow, though, I feel like he has her on salary. So she's not making oh, any yeah. overtime. She's not getting any extra cash out of this guy. He's he's so cheap. 
So you could put a chunk of coal in his hand, he could turn it into a diamond. That's how hard he holds on to stuff. He tries to pull Jessica in the room and she said, No, this is important. I'm signing her book. I love that, by the way. It's a big like, fuck you to him. Yeah, he he made a snide comment to Miss Baskin and Jess is like, Well, I'm just gonna punish him a little bit by making him wait. Yeah. That which was Oh, I think that can wait. Oh, I think yeah. not. That was that whole exchange was just delicious, the way she just slammed him like that. I loved it. So, they're talking. He wants to have a Murder, She Wrote theme park, basically. Yeah. Okay. I could I would die. That. Oh, that'd be your happiest place on Earth, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Screw Disney. But she says, no, thank you. I do not like how you... Tots and terrors I, or whatever I think, she said. I think she was on board or would have been on board with the idea until he made the comment, something along the lines of, well, yeah, of course we're marketing to children. That's who comes here. But that's true. It is. So, I mean, like, yeah, he was callous about it. And don't get me wrong. He's like kind of a rude guy. No, but he's a very rude guy. That's how it works. I, and I understand that. I mean, 90% of marketing is either marketing to straight men or children. Yeah. And I think Jess is aware of that. But I think if he hadn't been so blatant and just flat out rude about it. Maybe. She might have been a little more okay with the did idea. You like, receptive to the idea. Did you like her line about how he asked if she goes to the movies and she said when Cary Grant bowed out, <laughs> so did I? Yeah. And my first thought was, when did Cary Grant die? Or when did he retire or whatever happened? I'm not big on Cary Grant movies. I don't think I've ever seen one. Well, I'm thinking it's got to, has to have been decades since she's seen a movie. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine Cary Grant was working much past like the 60s. I have no idea. Because I think he was like the golden age of Hollywood, the 20s and 30s. I could be wrong. I don't know. Just look it up for a second. Okay. Let's see. Cary Grant here. Uh, Cary Grant's last movie, according to IMDb, was Walk, Don't Run, and was released in 1966. So she hasn't seen a movie in almost 10 years. Gone to... Al almost 20 years. Gone to the movies in almost 20 years. Yeah, that's quite a while. Well, she's busy. I mean, yeah. It, she must have been a huge Cary Grant, Cary Grant super fan, I'm guessing. Hmm. You know, put her off the whole Hollywood scene. Um... She says, no, no, thank you. I am all sorts of set. You can take several seats. I am good to go. Yep. She gets up to leave. He locks her in with his really cool... Pulls a Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. That was very creepy to me. Very creepy. Locks her in. He doesn't even blink an eye. Yeah. Locks her in. <laughs> you know he uses that button a lot. Yeah, well, let's <laughs> explain. So he has this button. He's sitting at his desk. He has a button. It automatically sets a sliding bolt against his solid oak yeah. door. Yeah. And you know that Lori sitting on the other side of that door, hearing that bolt slide oh, across. I, I bet people walking past Lori's office door out in the corridor can hear that thing clack oh, shut. It's so was, creepy. Yeah. And yeah, and he said something to the effect of, Oh, I put this in here to keep people out out, never to keep people in. I find that hard to believe. I, yeah, I called BS on that all day. But Jessica stands her ground. She doesn't even look a little bit nervous or scared. She says that he is acting like a toddler. She's a badass in this episode. She is a bad ass, and I <laughs> am living for it. <laughs> now are you starting to understand why she's my queen? Oh yeah. Yeah. I I'll be perfectly honest. Didn't bat an eye. Yeah. 
before we started watching these, I think I'd seen her. I'm sure I saw her probably the one time I saw Mary Poppins when I was a kid. She's not in Mary Poppins. She was? I thought she was in the original Mary Poppins. No. That's probably what I don't remember. Okay, well then, my real only exposure to her was Beauty and the Beast, I think. Which you didn't really even see her in. She's animated. but, But, okay, yeah. So I... No, I never... It's like, it's like she... Like, grabbed him by the scruff of his shirt, picks him up, and is like, you listen to me, you dumb motherfucker. I I will admit, I did not understand your infatuation with Angela Lansbury slash Jessica Fletcher at first. But as we get further into this, yeah, I'm starting to see it. This woman is... Fearless. Yeah. Somebody pulls a gun on her, and she's like, happened six times last week. You're not going to scare me. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's a badass. Um, I'm, I'm getting there with you. You love her. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, we cut to her niece's house where she's making them dinner. Before we go on to that, can we make one more comment about the conversation with her and Horatio in the office? Sure. Um, I got a mind your own business out of that scene. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he said, um, I don't need your dime store analysis or something like that. Okay. Mind your own business. Right? I would agree. Okay. Um, so, like I was saying, we cut to her. She's making cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix is loving them. Oh, he's he eating was, them he, right up. He was hungry. <laughs> hungry. I don't um, want to see that last one go to waste, Aunt Jess. I would rather die. <laughs> um, so, she's making cheeseburgers. She's telling Bert Donovan, the lieutenant, all about her meeting with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised he didn't race right down there to be like, you're an asshole. Well... I, I think, mean, he technically didn't do anything I, illegal. Yeah. I, well, I think the reason Bert didn't rush right down there is one, because I feel like she probably l- glossed over or left out altogether the whole automatic door lock thing. Yeah. Especially in front of the kids. And two, I didn't catch Bert's wife's name. Jessica's niece. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Okay. She oh. introduced her as Mrs. Donovan. Oh, okay. So I didn't... I, I thought I just missed it. Apparently, we never told her first name. But anyway, since it's his wife's aunt, maybe he's not, I don't know, um, not that he's not concerned, but maybe he just doesn't like want to step on her toes and, you know, rush off all half-cocked and try to get justice for his elderly Do aunt you want to get justice for my Aunt Kathy? Well, yeah, she's... It's the same. Yeah, it's the same. All right. I was going to say she's a sweetheart, but I know if I said that about Jess, you would murder me in my sleep. It's the same. Yeah, it is, I guess. Of course, I'm not a cop, though, so be a little less clout coming from me. Her name is Carol Donovan. Carol. Kind of feel like maybe we did hear that. We must have, but I don't remember it. Yeah. I, I mean, I find it hard to believe Bert would have referred to his own wife as Miss Donovan. Just a thought. Maybe that's their kink. <laughs> Good on them. <laughs> Good on them. Um, but then it cuts. It's like a lot of cutting back and forth. Yeah, there was a lot of it jumping in this episode. It cuts back to the theme park where we see a security guard just kind of strolling through, having a grand old time. Yeah, a nighttime security guard at a brand new open theme park. Why were they carrying guns? It wasn't open yet. Well, okay, but they had the press thing. But, I mean, why were they carrying guns? Who's breaking into a theme park? And, like, going to rob the place or something. Especially before it's even open to the public. I don't know. Uh, seemed like overkill. If anyone has tried to break into a theme park, let us know. 
got a lot, a lot of people listening to the pokey, apparently. <laughs> Never know. Uh, he hears gunshots, rushes right over. Mm-hmm. Now, he's the nighttime guard. But then he's there, like, two days later, all the next day, two days later, during I, the I day. I think those two guys were the only two security guards in the place. Well, ever. apparently they never go home. <laughs> oh, maybe they sleep there, too. Well, for the purpose of the story, I understand he had to be there. Yeah. So, we hear the gunshots. He rushes right over to where he heard them. Yeah, very good ears, by the way. Very good Especially ears. Especially if he's... Um, the captain later in the episode says, oh, we're 30 feet underground, and on three sides of this room is yeah. rocks and dirt. I, if you're underground like that, I feel like the sound wouldn't carry as well. It I wouldn't. Feel like so it you're going to hear it from way above, but yeah. Carlson isn't going to hear it, supposedly from isn't going to hear it from down the hall. Yeah. No, that was, that was weird. So that was a little bit strange, but we'll move on. It's the bionic man working security there. They go into the outer office, and Lori is gone. She's missing. Mm-hmm. The desk is kind of a mess, much like our kitchen table right now. <laughs> and no they, murder happened. To they're you. like, "That's weird. Uh, she never leaves until he does," and yeah. I'm shook by that. I'm I'm surprised they didn't look at the state of the desk and immediately think, "Oh my god." something fishy is going on here because she's gone there's a gunshot the desk is in not in well room, i but think disarray. they got they got her off the trail just because the light in his office is still on and they're just like that's kind of weird whatever blah 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 then they call carlson he tells them to break down the door yeah they walk in, he's alone and dead so that's why they're all thinking suicide mm-hmm. makes sense but they break down the door, which that solid oak door they keep talking about. Very thin. They went through that with a fire axe and a foot. No problem. Well, it was like a hot knife going through butter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my point. Uh, Baldwin's dead. Yeah. Looks like suicide. Looks like suicide. Jessica gets notified, and she was like, that gentleman, I met that gentleman. He had suicide. was not in his plans. Yeah, he clearly was not the type to shoot himself. He thought way too highly of himself and his place in the world. I mean, the man had a giant talking face of it, modeled after his own face in his park. And depression can manifest in many different ways. Mm-hmm. We are not True. experts on mental health. No, not at all. However, he was very persistent to get Jessica on his side, mm-hmm. and she's correct. Depression, suicide. Yeah. He was all opposite end of that oh yes he was so he had a lot to live for too jessica says it's probably homicide suicide was not in his plans blah 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 she calls the next morning she calls to change her flight she goes you can tell this was a pre-9-11 world too by the way oh yeah definitely (laughs) we'll get to something later of course no problem we don't even need your name we'll get to it when she gets to the airport but um before she goes to the airport, she goes back to House of Horrors. Mm-hmm. And how could you stay away? We see that creepy head mm, again with like was the, that the first time. That was the first time. Was the first time with the blue eyeshadow. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that head was so. It was wrong on so many levels. I don't even know where to begin. So the biggest clue was. The first, I guess, first clue was, oh, I had my calls forwarded down here. Yeah. 
that. But did you catch that? I did catch that, and it clicked later in the episode when, you know, they talked about call forwarding and stuff. I was a little, I guess, confused at that scene at first, because it seemed like Nils, Mills, whoever, was just walking through and happened to run into Carlson um, randomly and started venting to him. Yeah. But then he's like, oh, I had my calls forwarded here. I'm like, how did... And I'm thinking to myself, how could you know you were going to end up near the giant creepy head to catch any calls that were coming in? Right. Of course, because I didn't immediately see the phone because it was It hidden. is Nils. Is it Nils? Nils okay. Highlander. Nils Highlander. Yep. Wow. Okay. And Lori's last name isn't Baskin, like Carol Baskin. It's not? It's B-A-S-C-O-M-B. Bascom? Okay. Moving on. Um, but anyway, at first, because you couldn't see the phone because it was hidden behind the rock panel, mm-hmm. I thought he had a cell phone. And I thought... Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm thinking, it's 1984. If he had a cell phone on him, we'd have seen him with a backpack and a giant receiver hanging off his belt when he came walking down the hallway. Where is that ringing coming from? Because then they pop open the secret bat phone in the wall, which kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Well, the creepy head is having mechanical issues. My question is, what was Carlson's position at this place? I assumed architect. Yeah, I, my thought was Then architect. why are they going to him for mechanical problems? Yeah. Well, my first thought was like architect or the equivalent of a Disney Imagineer. Like, I didn't feel like he was building the stuff. I felt like he was like the lead designer or something. Okay, great. But then... But, yeah, you're right, though. I mean, I mean, even if he was, like, some type of, like, design engineer, mm-hmm. it's different than a mechanical engineer. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I agree. It's it's ill-defined in the episode and slightly confusing. Well, if they wanted him to be an engineer, to be around the creepy head all the time, then don't make him sit there studying blueprints. Well, yeah. Or Doesn't make draw- any or sense. at one point he was drawing with, like, a protractor or a T-square or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was kind of very very confusing. Um, but she talks to Carlson. He says, "Believe me, I was there. No one was coming out of there." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. This that and the other. And she was like, "Well, who wanted him dead?" And he was like, "Aside from everybody." Yeah. Pretty much. Saw that coming a mile away. Well, know? that's how it always goes. Yeah. I feel like it's only on true crime podcasts. You know how I love them. Mm-hmm. When someone turns up dead, oh, they had the biggest heart. Everyone loved them. Blah, blah, blah. This Not on TV. <laughs> Not on TV. <laughs> the worst son of a bitch on the planet. Correct. So she arrives at the airport. Mm-hmm. Oh, you must be going to Kansas City. Yeah, Your what, flight leaves in 10 what minutes. What was that about? Did they, was that such a small airport they had one flight a day going no, out? What he the was hell? looking for her because he knew, oh, we got to get her over to the private airline oh, hangar. Yeah, I guess they probably paid that the sky cap off. So that's why. However, that. your flight leaves in 10 minutes. Let's yeah. uh, move on <laughs> yeah, here. Right. Don't take your shoes off, get them in the bin, open your laptop. Now, <laughs> you're a little bit older than I am. Yes. I have, I shouldn't say never, in my memory, I do not remember going to an airport pre-9-11. I went to an airport pre-9-11. My mother was dropping, I don't know, was it my aunt? I don't know. She was dropping off somebody. And we just kind of like pulled up at the circle in the front, opened the door, and they got out and went in because at the time my mother had two small children in the car and didn't want to drag a 
But you like never went in the airport. I did not, because she didn't want to drag a five and six year old through an airport, which I can't say as a blamer. Because I, I mean, I have seen shows like this where they're walking her to the gate at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. or in Friends when they're at the gate saying yeah. goodbye. From what I've been told from like friends and relatives who are older than I am, um, yeah, pre nine eleven, you could literally park, walk in with the traveler or whoever, walk right up to the. To the gate. Well, that's how it was on cruise see ships, See them go too. down the jetty, or the jetway, or whatever. The jetty. <laughs> the Jetta. <laughs> the little Volkswagen out Because I've, and I love Lucy, they're on a cruise ship, and they were like, all your friends and family now gotta get off the ship. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, this, that, and the yeah, other. Apparently, that, that, I guess, is true, because I've that's been told that. so... I know, it's very foreign. I... Trying to think. But it's um, gotta be even weirder for you, even though you never went to an airport, because the entire world changed. Well... For most people my age, yes. But for me, I did not step foot on an airplane until I was in my 20s. So it was post 9-11. Oh, so you're just a weirdo. Well, yeah, but you knew that going into this. Don't act surprised. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> True. So no, I, for me personally, no. It, it, it is not weird. I did not see that change because I didn't fly until post 9-11. But seeing it in the show is weird? Oh, God, yes. Okay. Yeah, because, Good. well, I'm like you, I don't. I don't remember that. Well, what it's also was super weird, let alone the whole 10 minutes thing. <laughs> Gardener's just like waving his gun practically like around yeah. his head, swinging it around okay. his finger. Had, and the sky cap's just looking at yeah, they it. They had to have paid that guy off. Well, or, obviously. Or knocked but, out the real sky cap and stole his hat. No, he was definitely a sky cap because he was very professional and whatever. Well, However, even if nowadays you paid someone off to like shelter her this way yeah. or whatever Sh- sh- shuttle sh- her i don't know heard heard her this way <laughs> yeah I there's feel like absolutely the no way they would allow him to just like have a gun in his belt loop and just be like yeah well i mean let's take a walk yeah or whatever I, he said maybe that maybe the sky cap was just Completely oblivious. I mean, Jess is not a big woman. I don't know how he didn't see around her and see the gun because... Um, no, I was looking at his face. He literally gave Gardner the up-down. Yeah, I mean, there's no way he couldn't have seen it. I don't know what the explanation there is. But, yeah, it was very strange. I felt I was waiting any minute for, like, three security guards to just flock and tackle him. Well... Never happened, obviously. We meet Mrs. Baldwin on her private plane. Mm-hmm. She looks a little bit like Kim Basinger. Little. Basinger. Basinger. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Four husbands, four funerals. Yeah, I'm surprised nobody's looking into that chick's past. She, she seems like a black widow if I've ever seen one. Well, she wasn't. That we know of. That wasn't the point not, of the episode. Not in this case, anyway. The We're first not. Three. She isn't not like David was in that one episode. I don't trust her. You don't have to trust her. Well, I don't. So that's good. She, I was shocked to find out that her and Gardner were a pair. Item. Yeah. Even though Gardner and Baldwin looked the same. Yeah, they did look strikingly similar. They're the same. Yeah. Could have been the same guy playing the same part. The reason that they wanted to see Jessica was, she said, if you prove it was murder, I will give you $100,000. Yeah. And right there in my mind, I went, oh, suicide clause. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then she says suicide clause, and they're like, you're so smart. Yeah. You're so smart. Anybody who's ever bought life insurance should know that. I mean, I've never bought life insurance. So you wouldn't know that. But I knew that. 
Well, that's because you love murder and crime and murder she wrote. So I'm sure you've heard it a dozen and a half times at least. What this can you month. do? <laughs> um, she gets home from Kansas City. I don't know what. She, I think she was doing press for her new book or so, something. Um, or did she say something about a lecture? Either way. Yeah, something. Something big was happening in the She OKC. gets back to the Donovan household. Yes. Lori's sitting there waiting. She says, I killed him. I killed him. <laughs> all all wide-eyed. And, and I can't even... I can't even figure out how... I mean, I get that maybe the fight triggered him to shoot himself. She was operating under the assumption that it was a legit suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to belittle her, but... How could she think that fight was so important to him that he would have shot himself over it, over losing her? As because that's the type of person she is. Wow. Because she she knows that she's valuable, but she also is one of those employees. I'm really sorry if any of you out there feel this way. Your job will replace you in a second, in a heartbeat. So I don't know if Lori genuinely believes that she's irreplaceable i don't know well i think but when you have a job like that and i'm not talking about i'm not talking down to receptionists i think your work is very important wait staff very mm-hmm. important yeah. i love people in the service industry mm-hmm. however your managers will replace you in a heartbeat my job they I, would replace me in yeah, a heartbeat say i work in the medical field and if i went in tomorrow and pissed my boss off enough yeah I'd be gone, and there'd be a new guy sitting at my desk in a a matter of a week, if that. So, back to your point. I don't understand why Lori thinks that her job is so important. I'm not saying it's not important work, but I mean important to... Him. Baldwin. Yeah, to him. Yeah. So... I'm thinking that she just thinks she's so important. He can't do anything without her. can't function, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. But if they wanted to paint that secretary as so important, they should have had it be like in that Lovers and Killers episode where Lila's paying the bills and this, that, and the other. And and he was actually nice to her. Yeah, but this was like emotional and... Abuse. Abuse. Yeah. No, it's... No, there was no... She had no reason to think that he couldn't run his life without her. You know, so I don't know what that was about. A lot of times when I see things like this in shows, I wonder, or movies, I wonder, is that like the remnants of a subplot or something that they decided they to cut. cut out? Yeah. Maybe. But Maybe I mean, I think you're that. right. I think a lot of people think that they are indispensable. They oh, yeah. are so. Oh, yeah. That's. And I would like to think that I'm valued at my job. I would like to well, think that... we would that all like to think we're valued at our job, but the sad fact is that... I know this isn't 100% true, but for the vast majority of employed people, at least in America... You're, you're one not. body. Yeah. If you have a body temperature in the 90s, that's the biggest <laughs> qualification they're looking for. I mean, would you agree? I... Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think she just overestimated her value to Baldwin. I mean, maybe that's. Her. And I'm sure maybe she was, was good at her job. Company. I'm sure she was very good at her job. I'm sure she was competent. But he, as a human being, let alone her boss, He's he, garbage. as a human being, did not give two flying no, he did not. fucks about her. And no, I stand no, by it. Not at all. No, you're right. You're 100% right. 
there is nobody in that company that he cared an iota about. Yeah. None. Except himself, obviously. Yeah, and he didn't even care about his wife that much because no, he Erica, his I wife... Didn't, I didn't realize he was married well, until she showed up. That's exactly it. So she shows up She and she pretty much says, listen, he wanted to focus all his time on his work. He was celibate. <laughs> Which I find hard to believe. Like, okay, honey, that's what we all have to tell that's, ourselves. That's not the part that I find hard to believe. She was a fairly attractive woman. I would find it much more plausible that she didn't want to sleep with him rather than the other way around. I mean, let's be honest. Not a super attractive guy. The only thing he really had going for him was the money, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. So I find it very strange that he was the one who didn't want to sleep with her, not the other way around. Well, I'm sure he's saying, oh, honey, it's just my work. It's just my work. I have to focus all my energy on my work. <sighs> I don't I don't. And then that. he's out with other women. Yeah, no, I, I'm not buying that. Oh, I do. I'm not buying that. Seems I mean, like a real I'm, I'm not, POS. I'm not saying he's not running around at his wife. But he's the type of guy that, oh, um, the chick from the cafeteria wants to hook up with me at work? Great. Some random woman in a nightclub? Great. Go home, the wife wants me? Great. He's going to take it wherever he can get it. Mm. You don't think so? No. No? Agree to disagree. Because then if she's getting something somewhere else, she's not bothering him. could be but but she says that's why she ran off and started seeing Gardner is because Baldwin was celibate maybe which yeah him just deciding eh, I don't want to be with my wife and well, not be with my I don't want to sleep with my wife anymore sleep with anybody anymore or yeah anybody for me yeah I find that very very hard to believe well let's move on we'll never know no because he's dead we can't he's ask dead him. Um, we find out Baldwin was a big-time blackmailer. Yes. And Jessica goes over the next day because she wants to see where he was hiding those files. Because what else would he be hiding behind yeah. that solid oak door yeah. that's as thick as paper? Yeah. And they're still setting up the park because they're going to open. Yeah. Which, that happened in another episode, too, didn't it? There was a murder and there was... Oh, the movie. Um, yes. They're still... Decided to continue. Hooray for homicide. Yes, thank you. I could not remember the name of the episode. Yeah, they were still adamant they were going to finish that picture. Yes. Apparently murder means nothing in this universe. It's like stepping on a fly or an ant. So Jessica finds where he was keeping the files. Ingenious, by the way. So cool. Yeah. I, I would love a desk like that. That was With really awesome. A You hold a match up to the thermostat that was up on his desk. Slides open that's like the when ultimate, it gets to 100 degrees. That's like the ultimate Japanese puzzle box. So cool. Yeah. And being that they were 30 feet underground, never going to accidentally get there if the AC goes out. Probably. That's a, that's a safety feature. Keeps um, the microfilm hidden. It wasn't microfilm. There were just files. Oh, that's right. The microfilm was her pictures from the trip to Spain. Yeah. That's there cool. was no microfilm. They were negatives. I, I really love the microfilm. The cliche in the old spy movies. I miss that. Yeah. I mean, it's obsolete technology, obviously. It was obsolete when I was in school. So are negatives. Even in the months, it's true, too. I just saw, not to change the subject, but I just saw a TikTok mm -hmm. 
where this girl goes around. She asks her mom, who was born in, like, 1965. Mm -hmm. It's a picture of those old film canisters. Yeah. What is this? Film canisters, obviously. She goes and asks her little sister and little brother, born in 2004 and 2005. Mm -hmm. What are these? Trash cans? A cup? (laughs) Asks her boyfriend, born in 1995. He says, it's a film canister. She goes, that's how you know you're getting old. (laughs) And I was like, oh, God. You know what my favorite thing about those was? A little baking soda and vinegar. Make a rocket. Put the top on there, flip it upside down. Oh, yeah. I've seen make, Criminal Minds. Make a, make a big mess of the kitchen. My mother loved that trick. Yeah, I'm sure she did. <laughs> uh, back to the episode. <laughs> Not to get sidetracked about TikTok. Love TikTok. TikTok. True crime podcast. Murder, she wrote. Three of your favorite and things. And that's all you need to know about me, really. On dogs. I love dogs. Yes, you do. And sloths. You watch a lot of TikToks about dogs. Well, they're good boys and girls. Yes, they are. Um, do you did you find it suspicious that whenever they're in Baldwin's office, Carlson shows up? No, I didn't even really notice it until you brought. He kept it up. inserting himself into the investigation. But now that I think about it, yeah. Every time they were in there, he was in there. Super shady. Because he wants to see what's going on. He wants yeah. to see how close they are to catching him. Yeah, he wants to know if it's time to bolt like Megram did. Yep. Which, he looked guilty as all hell. Wow, he's a moron. Who's running through a parking lot with a suitcase full of unbanded $100 bills? I don't know. You're asking to spill it all over. Idiot. (laughs) Everybody knows you banned your money. That's my money. That's my money. Don't touch it. That's mine. (laughs) Yeah, that was clearly working. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we all find out what they're all hiding except for Gardner. Mm Mm-hmm. Carlson, well, we find out Megram was hiding the falsified accounts. Yep. Sorry. A little bit sleepy. It's been a busy day. It's been a busy weekend. Busy weekend. Um, Carlson escaped the Vietnam crisis, Mm -hmm. as they say, by going to Canada. Yeah. Like, oh, that's hardly scandalous news. Well, our president did it. Well, we had a few presidents that have done it at this point. (laughs) From bone spurs. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, Not by going to Canada. I I, I did find it um, um, eye-opening, I guess, that they call it the Vietnam Crisis as opposed to the Vietnam War. Why? Well, at that point, it was it only been over. It was new. Yeah, it had only been over for maybe a decade. Yeah, but we didn't really call it like the Vietnam War. No, we didn't call it the like Iraqi Crisis. It was the war in Iraq. The war well, on terror. Well, that's because I think Korea and Vietnam, I believe, were not technically wars. It was never declared. It was just a police action or a, a crisis. It, was, it wasn't a true war. What makes it a war now, then? I, I don't know if it's the president or Congress. Somebody in the government has to officially declare war for it to be called a war. Before that, it's a police action or a crisis or I don't know what. They use something. Or maybe term. like lives lost or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. They've got some special term. Um, but anyway, Gardner's file is missing. Mm-hmm. Do we find out what he was getting blackmailed about, or was it just the fact he was doing his wife? I don't think we ever found out. And I can't imagine um, Baldwin would have been that upset to find out that Gardner was sleeping with his wife. I mean, obviously he didn't care to sleep with his wife. Right. And if he had known or cared that and or cared that Baldwin was, I'm sure he would have fired him. 
I mean, would you keep somebody around you found out they were doing your spouse? Probably not. Yeah, no, I'd find any. You forgot to refill the coffee pot after you drank the last cup. You're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd fire a lot of people at our job, so. Well, yes, I would. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Karen and I do work together as well as yes. live together and share a dog. And a podcast. And a podcast. <laughs> and many other things we won't list right now. No coffee, though. We, Travis doesn't drink coffee. We have a lot of stuff in a very small house. So don't worry. He's not going to fire me for drinking the last no. cup of coffee. <laughs> they don't want to give me the power to fire people. Otherwise, we're going to need a new staff. Anyway. Gardner's killed. <laughs> yeah. He's pushed off his balcony. And a fantastic special effects dummy went over the railing there. Yeah. Catch that. Well, did you see, not to fast forward a teeny bit, but when Baldwin falls and hits his head... Mm-hmm. It was Did foam. you see how indented his <laughs> <Yes>. head went? <laughs> yes. Good God. That statue was made out of pillows and cotton candy. God. <laughs> anyway, so he falls over the banister, uh, balcony. Falls. Well, he was pushed. He was pushed. But that's what Donovan says. He says it's hard to tell either way. Could have been helped over the edge. Could have been helped. I mean, at that point, I think he's just like looking at Jess and she's like, yes, that's, it's fine, dear. Go ahead with that theory. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally just a ghostwriter at this point. <laughs> um, and he finds out Jessica went to the House of Horrors alone. Did not like that. Well, would you? Well. It's very dangerous. People are getting killed left and right. <laughs> One guy died there. The but other, another guy, you just get off the phone hearing about the other guy. Yeah, but he died flying off his balcony in an ugly kimono. <laughs> Yeah, with very ugly house decorations. Oh, God, yes. Tacky city. Ooh. Tacky city. What is it with rich people? My God. Um, Red, black, and gold. That's the only colors they have. Yeah. So, O'Brien comes in. Because mm-hmm. he is just around all the time. Yeah. Well, no no other security is there. <laughs> he was scheduled the entire month. And, yeah. And uh, the phone rings in Lori's office. But not, sorry, but not Baldwin's Very office. professional this week. I know. <laughs> Everything's thrown out the window. <laughs> but not in Baldwin's office. Mm-hmm. So Jessica, Jessica's light bulb co- Which goes off. I understand the, her um, reasoning. I, I understand what she was getting at. To me, if I'm the boss... I don't want my desk phone ringing every time somebody calls my receptionist. I would have turned the ringer off. No, he has a separate extension. That's the point. Oh. I th- the way I interpreted what she was saying was if somebody calls that 8999 or whatever number it was, all the phones rang. No. Oh, Lori's okay. extension was if I'm... It didn't really make sense, the numbers, because Lori's extension was an 8998, mm-hmm. and Baldwin's was 8999. Okay. So, if 8998 rings, 8999 isn't going to ring. Because mm-hmm. 8997, or 1997, or whatever the numbers are, yeah. 7 isn't going to be in that office. It's going to be some... Yeah, down the hall, yeah. or up, upstairs, or yeah. yeah. So... But what threw her off was the light bulb yeah. in the phone mm-hmm. and the lack of ringing in the office. Yeah. So she picks up the phone, sees the cord, the little wire in the back yeah. had been cut. And now Which, she knows 
who and how it was done. Yeah, very. In at this point, in just about every episode so far, when the Jessica has her light bulb moment, Kara looks to me and said, without saying it, because as she said, we don't really talk during the episode to save it for you guys. She looks to me with a look on her face like, "Did you get that?" And what's the look I have on my face? Every time. You pretty much just like have wide eyes and then you shrug. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I never, I'm, I'm the hick in the background that's like, yes, please, please explain it. I'd love to know what happened. I'm totally in the dark over here. <laughs> so she calls Carlson. Well, there's a, there's a message given to Carlson to call Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. She's at her niece's house or whatever. Jessica, it turns out, has her calls forwarded down to where the creepy head is. Mm-hmm. Well, nearby the creepy head. Right. A block away. She still yes. got there very quickly, she, but... Anyway. Well, she's on the same exercise regimen as Baldwin, apparently. <laughs> They're both very quick, very sporadic. I would believe she's faster than he is. We know she jogs she, regularly. She is the flash of Kevin She's Cole. jogging on vacation, know, and that is the epitome of discipline, and uh, I stand by it. God, My right. mother, I love her, is a very disciplined woman. She walks every morning, mm-hmm. not on vacation. I don't blame her there. I wouldn't. When I'm on vacation... That's all out the window. Anything goes. Well, you don't go on walks when you're not on vacation. <laughs> that's true. I do, too. I walked from the fridge to the couch and from the couch to the PlayStation. And yeah, exactly. I, I walk a little. <laughs> so, anyway, she says she had her calls forwarded. I'm so We're, sorry. We need to keep a count this week. <laughs> I'm <laughs> really sorry. <laughs> We're almost done, and then I'll go to bed. <laughs> Um, Don't record late at night, people. She was, she had, she told Carlson there was microfilm in the head, Mm. and that's why it wasn't working. Yeah, and he bolts right down there to to retrieve it. Right. Because she meets him down there, um, and she says, you weren't going to get vice president, blah, 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 this, that, and the other, and you're not going to get away with this. And he said, I already did, and he shoots her. Yeah. So we're made to think yeah and my first thought when he shot and we found out it was a mirror i'm thinking how dumb is this guy how bad at his job that he doesn't know that there was a mirror right there of course then she explains that her and nils set that up yep so they they saw my thought coming a mile away carlson did the deed he did and like every other murder on the show just about so far slightest little inkling that he did it just spills his guts to whoever's listening full confession get used to that yeah i i was prepared for that however you didn't even see it coming i did not did you like how the flashback and how they explain it oh god yes that was that flashback and the explanation is a big i mean i enjoyed the episode a lot before that, but that's why I rate it as high as it is because of that whole flashback explanation twist kind of thing. Yeah, I really like that. So I have two problems. Well, I have one major problem, but uh, besides the head that descent decided to like snap in half when he hits the pole. <laughs> so I guess I still have two issues. Number one, when he hits his head, smacks his head, cracks his head open, what mm. have you. And he's laying on the carpet. No blood. No blood on the carpet? None. None. Well, he shot himself with what looked... Now, let me just preface this by saying, I'm not 
any sort of expert on firearms. I'm not a hunter, but I know enough about guns and gun safety. I've taken courses. It looked like he shot himself with a 38. The amount of blood that was running off his head onto his desk looked like he poked himself in the temple with a pencil. Well, that's my next issue. So let alone the blood on Baldwin. Fine. Great. Love it. He had been dead, what, maybe 10 minutes? Yeah. At the most for Carlson to run back to his office, to set up the phone situation, move the body, whatever. Mm -hmm. Not enough time for rigor mortis. Right. Shoots him in the head, no blood. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he was killed, I mean, I, I suppose technically he could have fallen, hit his head on the cotton candy statue. <laughs> <laughs> no, the statue was real. The head is what indented. Oh, it was his head? I thought, I, to me, it looked like the pedestal of the statue was foam and like No, squished. his head. It was a foam head. It had to have been because it literally indented in half. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I, to my eyes, it looked like this the statue base. But anyway, if he had hit his head on a, sto- a real stone statue and it killed him, the blood or it like incapacitated him or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But if it, let's say it killed him, just for the sake of argument. Sure. Um, Carlson moves him over to the desk and then shoots him. Yeah, there wouldn't be a lot of blood. Because the heart had already stopped pumping. I'm talking about your actual brain matter and oh, blood that. in oh, your head. Oh, God, yes. I understand a lot of blood is going to drain down towards your yeah. torso. No, I was, I was saying that to explain why there's no blood on the statue. I'm the talking about after the gunshots. Oh, God, yes. And then they would have seen the whole not the to get into... The like somebody spray-painted it. Correct. Yeah. Not to get into, like, forensics at all, mm-hmm. but you know how I love true crime. I do. They would have seen the shadow pattern of yeah. someone standing behind him when the gun went I mean, off. I know... Let alone the blood on Carlson. Yeah, I, I know back in 84 that forensics were not what they are now, but they had blood spatter analysts back then. They ballistics experts they had all of that right um yeah that was just poorly i mean they didn't have dna evidence but i'm not talking about dna no no there should have been a mess a huge mess in that office and then they would have known right away that carlson did it because his head his face alone would have been should have had a little bit of splatter on it at the very least right yeah so anyway yeah that all those are that was a very clean murder scene for somebody who shot was shot in the head as a relatively living person well, he could have been dead dead at that point. Well, right, but let's there's say, like, still, newly dead. Yeah, there's still, new dead. there still should have been a mess. Brand new dead. <laughs> still has that factory smell. <laughs> new car. Gunpowder and scotch. <laughs> uh, but he pulled, he, what happened was he, they get in that fight, shoots him mm-hmm. after setting up the phone and whatever. Yeah. Gets the phone call from... Security. Security. O'Brien's trying to think of his name. It's O'Brien. Right. And break it down. Break yeah. it down. I'll be right there. Use I'll the be, fire axe. Use use the fire axe. Very conveniently located fire axe, by the way. Oh, always. I would I would expect that to be on the hallway, not in the receptionist's office. Well, whatever. She double duties as the fire marshal. <laughs> That's why she's so important. <laughs> so important. That's why Baldwin was worried about losing her. Killed himself. I've lost my he, fire chief as well as my secretary. He hides in the shadows by pulling his turtleneck up over his head. Mm-hmm. Did you notice it was missing when he came back? In the beginning of the episode? 
Oh, that's right. He had it on when he was talking to Megram, didn't he? Yep. I just assumed those were two different days, two nope. different outfits. Yes, we learned in the flashback that he ran out in the hallway, ditched it. Took it off and dumped it in some weird pube thing. You mean like the one you're sitting on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so weird. You never see those It does life. not belong in an industrial office. It, but that's not an industrial office, I don't think. I would say that is the day-to-day operations center of the medieval-themed theme park. Maybe. So it, it tracks that they would have some medieval-looking furniture in there like that. I guess. It didn't. It didn't. It did not stick out to me. Well, all. it stuck out to me, but I will move on. Okay. He did it. Whatever. You didn't see it coming. I did not. Love it. I mean, honestly, because Megram warned him. Well, he offered me VP last week or whenever last mm-hmm. year, whatever it was, and I didn't get it two yeah. years ago. Um, Carlson didn't seem that upset. I mean, I would think if he was ready to murder somebody over not getting the job, he would have really flown off the handle at that comment. Right. He took that news very well. That's why I didn't see him as the, and and of course, um, the way he comes into the room after they kick through the solid oak paper door. Um, I really thought he didn't, you want to, you want to know what I thought happened? Tell me. This is going to sound kind of strange, but bear with me. So there was one point where Jess was sitting in Baldwin's chair. I love the fact that her nephew, uh, police lieutenant, just lets her sit in the chair that had a dead man in it a day ago. While and tells her not to fall asleep. Yeah, while she's while he's in the middle of a murder investigation. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's sitting in his chair, and she kind of leans back. She's looking around. She's looking up at the ceiling. My thought was, uh, like, ductwork or something in the ceiling. Mm. And um, the secretary, whose name I forgot. Lori. Lori, thank you. Um, I thought Lori, like, pulled a diehard and squeezed her way through the air ducts. You thought she did it for real? At one point, yeah. I mean, that changed, obviously, when, you know, we found out that there was just an argument. She didn't actually shoot the guy in the head. But I thought whoever did it shimmied up an air vent, and that's how they escaped. Hmm. I did not see pulling a turtleneck over your head and hiding in the corner for the two inept security guards. (laughs) Um... So we cut to the end. Lori and Donovan. What's his first name? Bert. Bert. Uh, are yes. taking her to the airport. She told Carol and the kids to stay home. Uh, yeah, how weird would that be? Did they just like run out of time with the actors or what? <laughs> Evidently. I don't. I mean, I know just from experience that, you know, let's say my brother flies. Well, let's just say you have an aunt that lives in New Hampshire. Let's say she flies yeah. in to visit, stays with us for a few days, a week, whatever. Time for you to leave, take you to the airport. I'm not going by myself with her. That's <laughs> weird. You if, don't love her. If anything, I mean, I would go, but I, I would. I know you would be like, it's my aunt. I'm going too. Yeah. You stay home and watch Joaquin and his sister. Joaquin and <laughs> Rain. I think his sister's name's Rain. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. River. Love you. He, he was the greatest young Indiana Jones. Last Crusade. Last. And he stars in my favorite movie, which is what? Stand By Me. Love him. He was a talented, very talented man. Gone too soon. Anyway. <laughs> she gives Lori the $100,000 from Erica Baldwin. Oh, the reaction. <laughs> I loved her face, the way it just lit up. when she, I mean, first she was like, she gave me some money. I want you to have it because he was such a shit to you. 
And she's like, no, you don't have to do that. Too bad. I already signed it over. Blah, blah, blah. Jess walks away. And she probably thinks, oh, it's 50 or or $100. And then she opens the check and sees all those zeros and, like, her eyes fall out of her face. It was sweet. Yeah. It was. It was very sweet. She deserved that. Yeah. But that was weird the way she just turned and hugged Bert. Yeah, well, people do weird things when they, like, win the lottery. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Me either. Never won the lottery, sadly. Um, so that's the end of the episode. Yeah. What? And, of course, Jess had her little smile wave freeze frame like she always oh, does. Oh, yeah. There isn't always a smile. There, like, the last freeze, not last one, but there was that freeze frame of David with this creepy face. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but I'm saying every time you see Jess. Yeah. Smile and wave. Smile and wave, yeah. boys. Smile and job, wave. Job well done. See you next week, folks. Um, but yeah, the freeze frame David was oof, Yeah. Good. So the body count this episode? Two. Two bodies, which makes mm-hmm. the count 11 bodies, mm-hmm. two bodies for Cabot Cove. That's still pretty good. You have one mind your business count. I got, yeah, this is the only one I picked up. I didn't have any because the cops were more than happy. Erica wanted her help. Those are usually, it's either the family that tells her to stay out of it yeah. or the police tell her to stay out of it. The police were actually very good at, well, I'm going to say very good. They were, they were polite and respectful to her. And they seemed like they, they could be decent at their yeah. job. So they were fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone was, other than Baldwin, everyone was perfectly happy to share their business with Jess So JP. There was one blaring count of sexism. Oh, yeah. A little bit of a trigger warning. Mm -hmm. Um, For CBS in the 80s. Okay, it's 2020. I know you you looked at me and you asked what was actually said. I said what? Because I don't think you actually could believe your ears. Well, that was part of it. I mean, as Kara mentioned earlier, when we're watching the episode, we don't converse about it. We save it. Um, When I heard the line... I turned to her and said, what did he just say? I had to... And I, all I said was, you heard, you, you heard, you him. heard him. Yeah, and, but I was genuinely asking one because I didn't hear the first part of the line. I just saw the, the last, or heard the last two words. But also, I legitimately believed I misheard what I heard because I didn't think they would say that. So what they said was, and again, a little bit of a trigger warning, um, he said... Let the seduction begin before you cry rape. Yeah. That was... Which, for CBS... Again, CBS... CBS Now. CBS Now. Well... I think would have a hard time with that. It depends. Well, depending on the show, yes. But this was on at what? 8 p.m.? Yeah. This this was a quote-unquote family show. Yeah, no. You're not going to see that in a family... You're not going to see that in The Big Bang Theory or right. Young Sheldon or... Right. I don't even know any other shows. Which... And those shows are on the same time slot. Yeah. I just... Like I so, said, for when the show aired, the time, the year, I find it very hard to believe... See, well, I'm shocked CBS let that get through. Well, they did. I, I know. It's... Yeah. So that's really the only count of sexism I had... Yeah, it was pretty good this episode. No, Except for that line. Well, yeah. <laughs> go big or go home. And they did. They went They went big. They went big. Yeah. Um, besides that line, what do you give this episode? We want a fashion? Oh, go for it. Yeah, I didn't get any. <laughs> I mean, it was just very 80s. It was, but I think there wasn't any... I don't want to say 
horrible, well, no, horrible is the right word. There was no horrible 80s fashion in there. I think because part of it was in a theme park, so they're all wearing suits or medieval yeah. costumes or yeah. work overall. And Jessica's or, outfits yeah. were classic JB. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Nothing, nothing at all there. So. Um, I just didn't know if you had picked up anything I missed. Because sometimes you do. We also forgot to mention what we're drinking this evening. <laughs> well, we are recording a little later than usual, so I'm just drinking water. I am also drinking water because we were outside most of the weekend yes. dr drinking a lot of alcohol, yes. so we are trying to be good. So we are tan and dehydrated. <laughs> well, so. one of us is tan, one of us is not. You're less pale than usual. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But back to your other question, um, what do I give this episode? Yep. I gave it a 9 out of 10 disconnected phone wires. I almost gave it that. Disconnected phone wires? Yes. Really? Yes. And that's why we're getting married, folks. I gave it a 9 out of 10 secret file compartments. You know, a lot of those. <laughs> a lot of secrets in that office. No, it was a very good episode. It was, I think, we're eight, eight episodes in. Yes. This is my favorite so far. Okay, so you like the kind of twist, didn't see it coming at all. No, not not even a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was totally, totally shocked. Okay. Um, so as always, you can find us on Instagram at MurderWeDrankPod. Mm -hmm. Getting a lot of new followers on there. Good. And I figured out the issue with our Facebook. Thank you to one of our favorite followers. Well, please elaborate. <laughs> I had been talking about the discussion group and no one was liking it. No one was following it. Mm -hmm. No one's making any posts about it. Mm -hmm. And our number one fan, Amanda, mm -hmm. is like, I can't find you guys anywhere. Yes. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> can't find you guys anywhere. So I had you look. Yeah, I couldn't find it. And anywhere. you said it's murder we drank discussion group podcast I, I had to the exact thing i typed in was murder comma we drank discussion podcast discussion group podcast I'm sorry, yes discussion group podcast i'm gonna try and put a link it, in our instagram it bio did not show up until i put the word podcast after it i don't know why okay i'll try and put a link um if it'll let me and that'll hopefully help yes so and as always tell your friends yeah of course leave a review on itunes make them listen if they're real friends they'll do it and that's it for this week see you next time thank you so much bye bye